This is the stinking truth. You mentioned that you watched the Sunday night game. Am I making too big of a leap here by saying Favre to Rodgers to Jordan Love? I know, I know, but that kid is, not only is that kid balling right now, but actually they did some nice graphics during the broadcast yesterday that showed that Love is on the same exact pace that Rodgers was at these different spots of their careers. I've been saying it since last year that I thought Love was going to take over and play really well. And I talked to him last year. I did a game in Chicago. Now, Rodgers was still the quarterback. But I ended up talking to him in Chicago on the field pregame. I've got piano playing in the background now. It's really beautiful here, Mike. I don't know if you can hear that, but uh, maybe you might I, want to break into a little piano, man. Uh, I'm telling you what, that's little... baby. Hey, what did I say? That's baby making music right there. <laughs> that is beautiful. Um, but I ended up talking to him on the field because I went back as I was preparing for the game, and I went back and just studied. Um, some games he played in early versus the game he played in last year and just watch the grasp of, of what he was doing and, and his knowledge of the game. And you could just tell that he was, he had grown tremendously. And um, I think if you sat him down and talked to him about the influence Rogers had on him and um, the influence, you know, Rogers, um, basically uh, push is not the right word, but encouraged him to really take practice more seriously and to really start doing that. And I, I tell you what, it's uh, it, there's been a big difference in what he's done this, this last three or four games, five games of the season, man. Uh, he's been pretty special. And again, last night over Kansas city, um, again, really, really good stuff. I, we said it last week that, like, pay attention. Here comes yep. Green Bay. The Packers are on their way, and they're going to be – they're going to be – I don't know that they chase down Detroit, but they're going to be a playoff team. Yep. Level of concern right now over the Chiefs. Something doesn't feel right there. Too much Taylor Swift. You can't – she is <laughs> – um, she's just – she's like Cliff Richard. She's just a devil woman. Yeah. Um, yeah she's the I Chiefs – is she the Chiefs, Yoko? Yes, yes, yeah. She she is the Chiefs. <laughs> Can you say that? I don't, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like there. You're right. There's something. There's something askew there. And, and you know, you keep waiting for. You keep waiting for one of these or a couple of these receivers to kind of take over and really, really help this offense kind of achieve that dynamic nature that it's always seemed to have. And um, it just it it really just hasn't. And Travis Kelsey, like he takes over games occasionally, but it doesn't feel like he can take over a game like he used to take over a game, kind of almost at will. It's um, you know the old what's, what's the Toby Keith song? Um, I'm good as I'm. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm good once as I ever was, right? But those onces only come yeah, right. every four weeks. You know, it's and that's tough as you age as a player. Um, but just the the totality of the season takes a you know it takes its toll on you uh, and your body. And so 
don't know. They just don't seem to have that same dynamic nature or that ability that when they really need a play, they can make that play. Um, so, yeah, I'm concerned about the Kansas City. Well, I'm, you know, am I concerned about the Kansas City? No, I'm not. They've won championships and they've done all that stuff. And so, but if you're a Chiefs fan, would I be concerned? Yeah, if you're, you know, our buddy Nick Wright, uh, who is the the lover of all things Chiefs? Should he be concerned? Yeah, he should be concerned. Another big game for Dak Prescott in the Thursday night win over Seattle. A little closer than expected game, of course, but still, he was he was terrific. Is Dak your front runner for MVP? And if not, who is? Okay, well, I think I think Dak is obviously in that conversation. I think. C.J. Stroud has got to be in that conversation, not only as Rookie of the Year, but what he's been able to do uh, in Houston, a franchise essentially left for dead as a rookie. Um, Tua. Tua's been yeah. remarkable. But you know my hatred of all things quarterback in general, right? You mean yes. they're not really football players. They should have their own little quarterbacking award. Um, they probably do. They probably have their own little – you know, remember when they – split off and made the quarterback club pompous, arrogant turds, right? Like, we don't hate the rest of you guys. We don't <laughs> want you to get in on our money. We're the quarterback club, right? All those – is my boy Elway and Marino and all those guys. They just split off from the rest of us, you know, because we can make more money without you guys. Well, don't you already make more money without us? Anyhow, so I've never really – I've never really liked quarterbacks um, – from that standpoint, what about – I did the Miami game. What about Tyreek Hill? Yeah. Tyreek Hill has got – like, he is on pace to go over 2,000 yards. Now, I know that uh, that Megatron just missed out at 1,900 and change, but he did that in 16 games. This is a 17-game schedule. But Tyreek Hill has a legitimate opportunity to go over 2,000 yards. And – Every time you play the Miami Dolphins, your number one objective offensively is to take number 10 out of the ballgame. And you know what nobody's been able to do? Take number 10 out of the ballgame. I think right now he's got like eight games over 100 yards maybe on the season. It, he's He is flat out incredible. And I have probably talked to seven different defensive coordinators over um, over the last two years. And, and I talked to both Ron Rivera. I talked to uh, Cody Barton from the Washington Commanders. Um, I talked to a lot of people about Tyreek Hill. And everybody has said the same thing to me. As fast as he looks on film, and he looks fast on film, mm -hmm. he is the fastest player I have ever seen in pads. The fastest player I've ever seen in pads. Like you put pads on him, and he just is another, just another gear. And I mean, he got over the top of Washington's defense. Their whole game plan was, you know, we're going to try to keep people underneath and trail and keep somebody over the top at all times, and we're not going to let him beat us over the top. And you know, when we play man, we're going to play with depth, and we're not. He's not getting over the top. And uh, hell, the first third down of the game, he went seventy-eight. <laughs> He was five yards behind anyway. <laughs> you know, it just, uh, the guy's incredible. So um, I'm all for, I am all for, you know, this of putting real football players in the MVP discussion. 
as opposed to quarterbacks. I think real football players should get to be in that discussion. So let me just say that uh, I'm putting Tyree Hill in that discussion. Although this is quite an admission for you because I know that most of the time you don't even like acknowledging receivers as real football players. So this is a big statement from you. Yeah, yeah, that's normally you are correct. Normally I don't like to do that. There's a few guys that I that I lift um, I lift the restrictions on and let them slide under the red ropes, you know. Yeah. I invite them into the uh, I invite them into the um, gala, if you will. But uh, dude, he's just like again, he's a dude that everybody has a game plan for. It's kind of like the Mike Tyson thing. Like everybody has a plan until I punch him in the face, you know, right? It's kind of that thing. The Detroit Lions, their last four games, they've averaged thirty-eight, or they've allowed. Excuse me. The last four games, they've allowed 38, 26, 29, and 28 points. Yeah. Is that a big red flag for them with the playoffs looming? Sure. Yeah. I think when you look at Detroit, um, they're, you know, a blue-collar. And this is a compliment. They're a real blue-collar team. And I think they're a blue-collar team with incredible offensive talent. Like, they make plays on the offensive side of the ball. I think you can make a very compelling argument that Detroit defensively is from a talent, pure talent standpoint, Mike, they're middle of the pack. And maybe, you know, maybe top of the bottom third of the pack from just a pure talent standpoint. And I'm not being derogatory. I'm just telling you kind of what they are. Aiden Hutchinson is a very talented player. Um, um, but that he's the he's the one dude that you say, hey man, we got to take that guy out of the game plan. And ultimately, like Alex Anzalone is a really really good player. Um, um, what's the kid McNeil in the inside? Good good player. Uh, they've got Tracy Walker at the at the safety position is a good player. They have got good players, but ultimately there's not one guy other than Aiden Hutchinson that gives you pause as an offense. And I always just think about it this way, is when you play offense and you game plan as an offense, there are certain guys on a defense that you look at and say, okay, we break the huddle, bam, we got to find that guy, and we have to have a plan for that guy at all times. Now, one dude like Aiden Hutchinson, it's pretty easy. Like, all right, we're going to slide to him, we're going to – you know, we're going to chip him. We're going to line a tie up, tight end over there. We're going to we're going to use the tools at our disposal to take him out of the game because ultimately we feel like we're pretty confident going one on one with everybody else across the board. Now, when you start adding two guys and three guys, that's when it gets tricky because then you've got to pick. You know, who's going to wear the hat? Like, hey, one of you guys is going to have to hold up on a dude, right? One of you guys is going to have to hold up on a guy, and now we're going to try to change that hat every play so we still take out the, the top dude but every play we try to get a double team somewhere else just to be fair you know just to take that just take some of the onus off your offense but when you really only have one dude that you're concerned about life is pretty simple yeah uh, it's pretty easy and i think and i'm not like people in detroit are going to be like they get pissed at me and say hey man that's that's not right but um i'm 100 right like they have, they have, and they played. Let me just preface this by saying Dan Campbell has them playing. They play hard. They play aggressive. They are tough. 
like their corners will tackle. Um, like the, I don't have any issues at all with the way they play. But if you're honest, and if they're honest, they'll sit there and tell you we're not the most talented football team, especially on the defensive side. Uh, on the defensive side, I think offensively they're very talented. Defensively, I think they they're limited talent-wise.